Hey guys, it's the boy cave with Bly B. Just out here in the middle of a laser battle, just shooting some aliens on a distant planet. Uh, what? In a, in a, in a second, I'm going to come back down to Earth, give you a good episode. It's going to be really awesome. So, stay tuned. Okay, guys, welcome to the show. Today, we are going to, we have some, uh, one new segment. It is about paradoxes, uh, and you'll, you'll see what that is later. Uh, then we have a new challenge. It's really good. And then, there's gonna be Rank It! And it is gonna be Top 10 Places I've Been. So, I've been to a few places. I've been to 10 places, so I'm going to do those 10 places. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, stay tuned. It's a great episode. Okay, guys. First up, we're going to be talking about paradoxes. So... Google says that a paradox is a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that, when investigated or explained, may prove to be well-founded or true. So, basically just something that makes your brain do flips in confusion. (laughs) So, first up, we have what I like to call the pilot paradox. Now, the pilot paradox is so let's say a pilot norm if if the pilot is deemed insane then he is not he's unfit to fly so a pilot comes up uh, i'm going to call him joe he joe comes up and he says i think i'm insane i have to i can't fly well this cannot happen because if he was indeed insane he would not know he was insane insane people do not know that they are insane and they would not therefore say I'm unfit to fly so that's an example of a paradox this is a time travel paradox I like to call it the book paradox so we need a book, an author, and a character so Joe is the character that we used last time. William Shakespeare can be the author, and Hamlet is the book. So, Joe goes to a bookstore. He buys Hamlet. Now, since Joe was deemed sane in the last problem, that's a good way to connect the two, he can make a time machine. So, he goes in the time machine with Hamlet in his hand. He goes back to 1602, where William Shakespeare had not written Hamlet yet. He wrote Hamlet in 1603. So, Joe gives William Shakespeare Hamlet. And Hamlet, er, and and William Shakespeare, sorry, (laughs) writes Hamlet as his own. 
So, who wrote the book? Because William Shakespeare copied it, but, so that puts it in a time loop, where Joe, it, it, yeah, it's a time loop, that's how time travel can mess up, I guess you've seen Back to the Future, I bet, <laughs> uh, yeah, because technically William Shakespeare copied the book every time Joe goes back, so who indeed really wrote the book? It, yeah, see, it, it doesn't make sense. But, that's it. Uh, this is a time travel paradox. I like to call it the book paradox. So, we need a book, an author, and a character. So, Joe is the character that we used last time. William Shakespeare can be the author, and Hamlet is the book. So, Joe goes to a bookstore. He buys Hamlet. Now, since Joe was deemed sane in the last problem, that's a good way to connect the two, he can make a time machine. So, he goes in the time machine with Hamlet in his hand. He goes back to 1602, where William Shakespeare had not written Hamlet yet. He wrote Hamlet in 1603. So, Joe gives William Shakespeare Hamlet, and Hamlet re er, er, and, and William Shakespeare, sorry, <laughs> writes Hamlet as his own. So, who wrote the book? Because William Shakespeare copied it, but so that puts it in a time loop where Joe. It, it, yeah, it's a time loop. That's how time travel can mess up. I guess you've seen Back to the Future, I bet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because technically William Shakespeare copied the book every time Joe goes back. So who indeed really wrote the book? It, yeah, see, it, it doesn't make sense. But that's it. Uh, this is probably the most confusing paradox. It was written by Galileo, and he was really smart. Like Sheldon Cooper smart. Um, and so it took me a long time for to understand this. So replay this as much as you like. So there's regular numbers and square numbers. A regular number is just a regular number. But a square number, to get a square number, you need to multiply a number by itself. So the square of 2, 2 times 2 is 4. So the square of 2 is 4. Uh, the square of 3 is 9 because 3 times 3 is 9. So on, so on. So... What the problem is, is what do you think there is more of? You think there's more regular numbers or more square numbers? Now, at first, I said there were more regular numbers because it just seems like that because square numbers are sometimes rare. Square rare. <laughs> Rhyme. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's not true. There's actually an even number because and this is about to get crazy complicated for some it just depends on I don't know how much you like riddles and paradoxes and stuff <laughs> there the reason they're even is because for every number there's a square because one one squared is one so if 
for each number, you can square that number, so the score is always the same. Take 9. The square of 9 squared is 27. So for every number, you can square it, and there's a square for it. Let me say that one more time. <laughs> for every number, you can square that, and that will, there will be an e there will be a square. And this only works though because there's an infinite number of there's an infinite number of numbers. Now, Galileo also said that you can't use the word fewer, more than, less, and equal, which even though I'm using it right now, with an, with infinite possibilities, you can only use it with finite possibilities. Okay. On to the next paradox. So the next paradox, I'm going to leave up to you guys. This is the paradox of the Theseus's ship. Now, on a side note, Theseus is spelled T-H-E-S-E-U-S. -E so, Theseus does make sense, but much like Dr. Seuss is spelled when I was a kid, I thought you said it, Theseus. <laughs> yeah, well anyway, so, Theseus was a famous ex Greek explorer, he might have not been real, he might just be a legend, but anyway, if we found his ship, uh, in real life, we found it, and we could prove that this was Theseus's ship, we take it back to a museum, but, since it's all rotten because it's thousands of years old, you replace all the wood on the ship. Now, after you've replaced all the wood, is that still Theseus's ship? Because remember, now it's all new and refurnished. So, what do you think? I'm going to leave it up to you. My thoughts are, it probably is not the same ship because the wood has been replaced, but it also could be the same ship because it has the exact same design. I don't know. For the final paradox, this is one I created myself. I'm not sure if it totally defines as a paradox, but it is kind of cool, the logic. Um, uh, so, my family and I, we say the blessing every night. A lot of people call it grace, where we pray to the Lord. And what, what, a lot of times, little kids, so when my cousins come over, they will just, they don't feel like closing their eyes, and they fidget, and they, they peek. Now, so my little cousin, her name is Ruby, she accused my other cousin, Savannah, of opening her eyes during the blessing. Now, that means that Ruby as well, in fact, had her eyes open to see Savannah because you can't see something without opening your eyes. So that means that she as well as Savannah, they both had their eyes open. Now, my cousins might be telepathic, but as that is very unlikely, I choose that they are both guilty of peeking. <laughs> okay, well that's it for the paradoxes. Um, if you remembered that, enough of them. That's great. Hope you tell them to other people. Cool. That got awkward fast.
Okay, on to the next segment. Okay, guys, this is the next segment challenge, which is a classic. Been doing it for a while now. Eh, well, that's Walker. That's him doing his Scottish accent. And speaking of accents, guess what today's punishment is, Walker? What is it? It is we're going to be on the street and have to say hello to people, but in a different accent. So, like, you have to say... Uh, Accent or language? Hello. Hello. Or, I mean, I guess you can do hola. But I don't know. Hola. Or, hello. 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 I'm from Scotland, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But anyway, yeah, we're going to go do that right now after we play Rock, Paper, Scissors to see who has to do it. All right. Ready? Yeah. Best of three. Rock. Paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, tie. We, we got those scissors. Oh, he beat me the first time. Paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, he beat me the second time. Jeez. I beat I, I beat him with rock. He had paper. He had scissors both time. I, I had some rock base. Why did I play scissors twice? He played all scissors that round. Well, because I thought it would trick you. I thought you were gonna. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I play the same all around. Okay, what? See on the streets. See on the streets. The streets, baby. Okay, guys, we are on the streets of Uptown Shelby. It's kind of cold. I wish I brought a coat. But, um, we're going to go. we got to find some people to say hello in different accents to. Oh, jeez. And so begins the compilation. I shouted that one at a car. <laughs> that was interesting. I don't know if it was an it wasn't hard to do that, but um, what a what a heck of a challenge, man. I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I don't know. Probably won't see those people again. <laughs> Well, anyway, on our next segment. Thank you for tuning in to Challenge. Okay, guys, welcome to Rank It. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, today, we're going to be doing top 10 places I've been. So, this can be cities, national parks, uh, theme parks, all that stuff. So, 
Let's kick it off right now. Number 10, New York City. Yeah, New York City. It's pretty simple. I, I went to New York City one time. Um, it was pretty fun. I went with my family. The bagels are very good. Um, didn't have pizza there, but um, it's a good city. Uh, sometimes it can be a little smelly, but it, it was like it's the biggest city in the U.S., so it was really fun. A lot of walking, though. A lot of walking. <laughs> okay, next up, number nine. Dallas, Texas. Yeah, Dallas. Uh, my aunt used to live there. Um, and I went to visit her with my family one time. And it is a great city. Really awesome. Really awesome. The the I didn't actually go into the city, but you could see the high buildings. There weren't nearly as many as New York. But it is pretty big. It is really big. Um, but the stores there. And it, we went in January. It was only 50 degrees. So it was pretty perfect. So Dallas is awesome. Uh, number eight. Washington, D.C. Yes. So my Grammy, or that's what I call my grandmother. She, when you turn eight... Uh, she does this with all my grant with all the with all the grandkids that she has. Um, I'm the oldest of them, so when I turned eight for my eighth birthday, we went to Washington D.C. So, um, uh, yeah. So my brother turned eight. Now because of COVID, he couldn't go uh, to to Washington D.C. <laughs> Sorry, brain fart there. Um. Uh, anyway, he couldn't go, but he's probably going to go uh, when COVID's over. Number seven, the Smoky Mountains. Now, I've been here twice. The first time, I was really little, so I didn't really remember, but I, I, I kind of remember some places. So, But we also, my, me and my Grammy and I, and uh, the fellow grandkids that I was talking about earlier, including my brother, we went to the Smoky Mountains, and... Our, we went through, we drove through the mountains, um, the internet was pretty bad, but that doesn't matter, <laughs> because it's so pretty, it's really pretty, like, the really beautiful in all those mountains, um, the Appalachian, or Appalachian, depending on where you're from, <laughs> um, also, our campsite, because we took a camper, we, was right next to a river, so we got in it, um, and it was October, so it was really cold, but I did a challenge where it wasn't actually a challenge. It was recorded here. It's before the, I ever did the podcast. But um, uh, it Walker kind of challenged me to sit in that water for a minute, um, just to prove I could do it. I did it for ten minutes, but I'm pretty sure I got a mild case of hypothermia. <laughs> yeah, I got really cold. Okay, number six, Legoland. Now, uh, I know you guys, what are you thinking? I, if I went back to Legoland now, I wouldn't be nearly as amazed, but uh, that was the first big place I ever went to. Um, like, I was maybe six years old. That was the first time I'd been out of the state of North Carolina, I think. And, man, it was so fun. It was an eight-hour drive. That was definitely not the fun part. But when we got there... I was, there was a pool at the hotel and I was so excited, but then 
my my head almost exploded as soon as we got into Legoland because I was really into Legos and they had life-size Lego men and that was pretty sick. <laughs> so that's why it's my number six. Uh, number five, Zion National Park. Uh, Zion National Park is an awesome national park. It's in Utah. Now, another th- a great thing about Utah is that my dad goes skiing there, but Zion is a desert. So part of Utah has snow, and part of it has a deserts, and they're really hot. So it's a great place to go if you like hot and cold. Um, anyway, when we were at Zion National Park, a lot of the things were closed. I'm not. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, because it had been raining, but. Um, Anyway, we got to go to Angel's Landing, which is a really high point, um, really high mountain, uh, but it's all it's all red and orange colored, so it's really pretty. Um, uh, and when we climbed to the top, you can just see everything. But it was really scary because there was a point where you'd just grab on a chain and walk up, and you could, I can see a toddler slipping and falling so that was one reason that made me put it not nearly as high uh just make sure you're a daredevil before you go (laughs) uh okay number four mammoth cave mammoth cave is the largest cave system in the world i'm pretty sure it might be just the u.s but uh we i went with my grammy in that situation oh she takes me a lot of places with my poppy and the grandkids so, uh, it was actually on the same trip as the Smoky Mountains. We went to Mammoth Cave, and then on the way back, we went to the Smoky Mountains. Um, but we stayed in Mammoth Cave for two days. We had a really nice camp spot. But the day that we went into Mammoth Cave was awesome. Inside it, it's, there's a lot of dripping everywhere. But, uh, yeah, just make sure you wear a raincoat. And under that, a warm coat, because it can get really cold. But, man... It is so big. Like, if you've ever been to a tiny little cavern space, like, I bet some people of you have, like, a little tour um, of it. This is so much bigger. You don't need to squeeze through places. You just, it's so big. And um, there's really great tour guides that tell you all about everything. Um, so, visit Mammoth Cave. It's awesome. Okay, number three, Carowinds. Now, Carowinds, if you don't uh, live in North Carolina is North Carolina's um, biggest theme park with roller coasters. Technically, it's on the North Carolina-South Carolina South Carolina line, but the biggest roller coaster is in North Carolina. So, <laughs> But it gets its name from Caro and Carolina because it's on in both of the Carolinas at the same time. But they have some really, really awesome roller coasters. They're really colorful and they're really fast and fun. I don't know if that's your thing, but my dad and I really, really, really like to ride roller coasters. Okay, number two, St. John, Virgin Island. Man, that is a really pretty. It's the smallest of the uh, the Virgin Islands that belong to the United States, um, but it definitely is the prettiest. Um, it has the bluest water and the softest of sand really really great um if you want to relax you can uh they have 
Uh, we went on a ferry to the other Virgin Islands. Uh, they have really great ferry service. They have really great tour shops. Everything about that experience was, I bet you've guessed it, great. <laughs> okay, and, and the number one. Now, before, uh, earlier when I said, when I was talking about Washington, D.C., I said that my Grammy took me to Washington, D.C. when I turned eight. Now, when I turned 10, the thing that she likes to do is take us to take the grandkids to a city um, that that the the one who's turning 10 gets to pick. So I went with just my Grammy and Poppy. So the three of us and we went to my number one pick, San Francisco. Now. A lot of you are thinking, I'd much rather ride roller coasters than go to San Francisco. But San Francisco, oh man, it is an awesome place. It's it's actually not that big. It's only seven by seven miles wide. Um, but it's such a great city. Um, uh, you can do, there's, there's Japantown, there's Chinatown, there's Alcatraz, there's the Golden Gate Bridge and the Bay Bridge. There's Coit Tower that you can look at. Um... All the food there is really good. There's got so many different types of food. Um, And I saw the Mrs. Doubtfire house from the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. Man. Now, everything about my uh, St. John's experience, I said, was great. Everything about my San Francisco experience was awesome. So, check out San Francisco. It's awesome. Okay, that's it for Rank It. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. And on to the fake commercial. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Acid Soap. Hi, guys. Y'all know me. I'm Pac-Man Oatboy. And I'm here to talk about Acid Soap. Acid Soap. Burn the germs off your hands, and burn your hands off your arms. Because remember, it's acid. Thank you. Remember, I'm Pac-Man Oatboy. Buy acid soap. Okay, another unusual commercial. Why is it only me? Uh, it's the weird commercials. Jeez. Okay, well anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Tell your friends about the boy cave. Um, 